Welcome to the Ableist Advising channel. I am your host, Anastasia, and we're in a little bit of a different setup today. This is a special extended version of our episodes. Today, I am with my usually behind the scenes cameraman, Mike, who always makes me look so wonderful. So I dragged him out in front of the cameras for this video. Um, we are rolling in an EV, uh, Tesla to be exact. And the reason that we're doing that is because today I want to talk to you advisors and service staff management about how the future of auto service is going to look for you. Um, hybrid vehicles have been in the market for a while now. So, um, some of the differences, the original hybrids that came out are a fully gas powered vehicle that have an electric motor assist and they have the smallest battery of all of them. Um, it's like so, a smoke detector battery. <laughs> so you get a little bit of extra power. It'll store power from regenerative braking and things like that. But you don't actually power the car. When you're looking at wanting to power the car, the next step up to still maintain and have an engine inside it is going to be a plug-in hybrid. Yeah. Um, the batteries are bigger, not as big as the EV, but they are bigger and they do allow you to plug in. Um, and I want to say that the average range on that is like 150 kilometers. Sometimes Believe it or not 75, but 75, 75. To oh. uh, some of the better ones push like 110, 120, but that's about all you're getting out of this. Um, regular hybrids can power the car. They powered at stupid low speeds. So like stop and go traffic, like for up to 10k an hour that's that's where you're getting your electric assist um on a hybrid car and then yeah moving into plug-in hybrid is more accurate which will start saving you um gas with less idling those short trips again you're not using as much uh you're not using gas on those short trips but you've still got full range of power when you're on the highway or if you had to go somewhere far um the plug-in hybrids are kind of like the best of both worlds though yes yes they are they're a nice medium especially uh, we've never really had this option. It's always been gas. Yeah. We were just looking at like, how much gas did you want to go? Did you want to go with eight cylinder gas yeah. or did you want to go with four cylinder gas? Um, so having, and I think a lot more of the companies are coming on board with it. Where traditionally Toyota was one of the main hybrid, uh, people yeah. that you would go to, whereas Honda had a hybrid product and Nissan has had a hybrid product for a really long time too. You said that EV for a long time. Yes. Yes. So they have the lease was, uh, yeah. the leaf was yeah, the, full yeah. EV. A great um, name for a car, by the way. So friendly. <laughs> just blows the wind like Jeez. a leaf. Uh, I enjoyed my time at Nissan. It was fun. And it was, uh, you see it in the shop. There's specific technicians that have gone and done the extra schooling to do EV. So if you are a technician that's somehow watching this video, I uh, strongly suggest go back and start doing your manufacturer's training on whatever their hybrid is. Cause you'll be the first one that they come to and you're going to make the most money if you're able to deal with those hybrid problems with more and more of the vehicles becoming, um, electric assist or fully electric fully. in the case of this vehicle here. How is it driving a fully electric vehicle? Amazing. Amazing. It's instant torque. It's a ton of fun to drive, but I laugh at people when I see a dollar forty-five a liter and oh, like it's it's unbelievable, right? Um I just you know, I did an analysis on my car. That sounds so lame. I did an analysis. <laughs> I have an app and it tells me what I power, like how much I power the vehicle, um, what it costs me every day to to charge it, etc. 
and then gives you kind of a, a report every month on your kilometer uses, etc. Anyway, the short story is, for not saying like a nerd, it cost me about 160, 170 bucks or whatever to drive 20,000 K, which is like one tank of gas nowadays, I feel, or like easily one tank in a truck. So yeah, I mean, it's stupid efficient. It's super convenient. I just go home, plug in my car and then in the morning it's ready to go. It charges for off peak hours. It gets my car, you know, heated up, cooled down, whatever it is for the time that I typically leave every day. Um, and then aside from that, and this is why we're doing this episode, uh, there's no maintenance. Like I've had uh, some extenuous maintenance costs on this as far as changing the windshield wiper fluid. That's it. The whopping no four dollars and uh, zero zero labor hours. I was going to say like, the labor a, kills you on. I feel it, like yeah. that's a zero point zero uh, <laughs> labor job on the windshield washer fluid top up. Yeah, but that's that's why we wanted to do this episode, right? Because that's where manufacturers are going and that's where the service drive is going to go to is ev and um in my experience there's not a whole lot of ev maintenance that can be done so you're going to have to be bringing creative so so speaking about some of the different um lingo that's going to yeah. come along with these things yeah you're not you don't have you don't use gas so nope. you're not using MPGs miles per gallon yeah. there's no mpgs yeah. um but it's not that there's no um unit of measurement for this car but what you're going to have to start educating yourself is the kilowatt hours correct yeah uh and the kilowatt hours is going to relate to two things number one kind of your kilowatt hours which is going to be how much energy you're using per distance uh in the hour and then the kilowatt hours will come back into play when you're charging that's right because if you want to start calculating how much your bill's going to be and it'll vary depending on your different hydro um are you charging outside like are you parked at work beside the the plug-in and you're plugging in at work that's my my one suggestion use their power yeah <laughs> plug in at work well, power every dealership every dealership has free charging they're not fast chargers yet they're only like a six or an eight watt but whatever um but there's yeah there's no I mean, fast shifts in the service department that's convenient <laughs> yeah yeah but everywhere i go like i visit dealer to dealer to dealer and everywhere i get free charge so i mean even if i'm only there for two hours two hours is you know decent amount of charging it'll get me another 20 30 back on my battery which is usually my drive there so it's sweet so in terms of that if you were looking at it at if it was say a 50 watt charger mm -hmm. you would so 50 watt would be um that's a fast charger for most manufacturers all right 50 to 75 um the dealership ones that you'll find or like the flow chargers or like the generic public ones mm -hmm. are typically on a low side six kilowatt hour which is horrible on a high side 12 um but i mean on average they're usually eight Eight kilowatts is the standard that I've seen at almost everywhere. Um, and that's, you know, just like a 250 volt outlet in your garage or at a store or whatever. Um, so you're looking at for a full charge, if you were to drain your battery to, let's say, 10, 15%, which you don't really go below that, back up to, let's say, 90% because you don't charge to 100 either. Mm -hmm. You're looking at probably anywhere from five to six hours, depending on the size of your battery. This is a, I have a Model 3 standard range, so I'm a 53 kilowatt um battery i think every tesla nerd right now is going to correct me there you go <laughs> the, the comment section is yeah. like bang 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 um, so yeah you're looking at like a, a five and a half hour charge kind of thing 
So, um, which is more than enough time for you to get six hours of sleep and wrestle yourself into yeah. a coffee and you're, yeah. um, and you're ready to go for the day. Or and it's your shift at work, right? Like if you kind exactly. of forget to charge or whatever, you plug it at work and by the time you're done your shift, you're good to go. Or if you have a longer commute to work, you yeah. would want to have that extra battery power there just to have it. You would never run your car out of gas. So you would never run your EV out of energy. It's just your juice. We like to say juice. juice. Sorry. Oh, juice. juice. Pardon me. That's okay. (laughs) This is great. Uh, I'm enjoying this a lot. So let's talk about like mechanically is probably going to be the easiest way that we're going to be able to get through to these people. So what's left? We're taking out engine. <laughs> exactly. What's we're left? We're taking out transmission. Um, there's no more carbon to deal with. Um, there... Even the air conditioning, right? Air conditioning is completely different. The heater is completely different. Um, it's, yeah, it's a whole, whole other world, right? So going in and educating yourself on your manufacturer specific EV vehicles if you plan to stay within that manufacturer but I always suggest don't always just focus on your own product also focus on your competitors and how their stuff works because it gives you a better idea of why your product is better um, so when you're looking at the different ways that you're going to be able to service those keep that in mind we've got tires left yeah. Um, there's going to be some form of suspension, but I feel like a lot of the future issues that people are going to be having are going to be much more user error, not user yeah. error, but, um, electronics and, um, yeah, I mean, there's, well, there's, there's just not a lot left, right? Like, uh, as we actually, you know, we've had this discussion a few times leading up to this episode. Um, and the thing that I always come back to, I think where, where the biggest thing is going to be is in the interface itself. So, I mean, Tesla obviously uses the huge iPad of a screen and that's where everything is controlled. There's not a single other screen in the car unless you, you know, different model Teslas, whatever. Um, but, you know, most other manufacturers still have, you know, the traditional kind of dash layout where they have a dash. Um, they have the, the I don't even know the terms anymore. Like, <laughs> what they're called? Yeah, like they have oh. a gauge cluster and then they have a radio or whatever, con- right? I think it's a head, head control unit, head yeah, unit. Yes, sure. head unit control. Whatever. I've replaced a few of them, Spencer. Uh, but uh. that's where I think the majority of, um, we're going to say malfunctions, errors, breakdowns, whatever you're going to call it, is going to happen is that that system itself, I think, will be the, the biggest source of... Uh, people coming into the drive-thru for repairs, I would think. So we're lucky enough that we live in a seasonal climate. So we still will get that two, two year, two visits a year for at least your tire rotation. If you're not coming in for an oil change, because there's no engine oil, um, we're going to be able to come in and at least swap your tires for you. And maybe the new service visits look a little bit like a second delivery. Um, and just making, seeing if the guest has downloaded all the latest updates that are available and understands their vehicle functions because, um, things change, especially with updates like in this car. And I'm assuming that a lot of the other manufacturers are going to take on that similar platform. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but no. this is a podcast is what you do. Yeah. For your first. Well, I'll fight you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, like even, even so funny you were saying updates, right? Like even. Hyundai, for example, the new Palisade has over-the-air updates. It's not a hybrid, it's not an electric, but that's kind of the new thing, right, was the over-the-air stuff. Um, and I have a feeling that's going to be a huge source of 
not only headaches, but there are going to be some triggers with that, that that's going to drive a lot of people to the store being like, it's not updating. It's not doing this. It kicked out my Bluetooth. It's just like a computer, right? When you download a new driver for your computer, everything else seems to F up. And then what do you do? You, you call the geek squad or whatever you could Google it. But yeah, I mean, that's, I think the same idea, right? How long do you ignore Siri before you update? Um, <laughs> right. So I, that's like a, so many conspiracy theories on that. Don't update your phone. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I'm just so lazy. I'm just like, oh, it has to be plugged in and connected to Wi-Fi. I don't know if I'm ready to make that kind of a commitment to somewhere. Um, so I can see how just knowing how those frustrations already happen and just knowing my sister puts it so wonderfully, people are very passionate about their cars. People are very passionate about their cars. So when there's going to be an educational hurdle for us to be able to educate our guests on how to use their product and, um, I think that there's probably going to be a lot of questions of, am I getting as many kilometers yeah. for my juice as I can? Um, and there's going to have to be like, you're going to have to know and be prepared at how to field those questions as a service advisor. So, um, we did our tire special because we know the tires four points in the vehicle to touch the road, man, those are still going to be on it. No matter what drives it, we need tires. So having a really well rounded team in terms of tires, uh, taking a look at, say, for example, the suspension on this vehicle, is this a traditional suspension or is this individually driven, uh, wheels like I've seen with some other hybrids? Um, so what? What? <laughs> so when you're taking a look at, say, um, the RAV4, yeah. when the RAV4 hybrid, it's actually the two wheels are independent of each other and they're electric driving motors on each wheel. So oh, in that oh, case, oh, you bad, don't bad. have yeah. a suspension system. Yes, correct. But you've got to figure, you got to know how those motors work or yeah. if something happens with that, you have to be able to troubleshoot. So I was just wondering, like, even if we lose, um, say our powertrain in terms of engine and transmission, like if we lose our, um, like suspension and whatnot, it is, there's a lot less in service to do. I honestly, I think like, I I, I don't know where it's going to start, but definitely there has to be like, you have to be geeky and techie and, you know, to an extreme, I think when we start talking about EVs and even the hybrids, like the plug-in hybrids, because they're, you know, running primarily like a EV as well, especially if they love to set up the electronics like an EV, because then people get that kind of perceived value. Um, but I think, and that's something that you and I talked about as well. So is it, I mean, does that, that model for the drive-through, that's that model for the service tech uh, advisor change where maybe, you know, you get, when you come in for some kind of issue with, let's say this, do you get five minutes free with an advisor to see if it's a really quick, simple kind of customer courtesy fix? And then after that, does the advisor, you know, take on the first half an hour to see if it's something a little bit somewhat more simple or does that, I don't know, like, I think that just kind of opens up a whole new thing, right? It's the same, at least with um, relatable to traditional gas engine, the check engine light. Yeah. 
that could be anything from a loose cap to a a major malfunction, but you never know until you send it into the technician. Nine times out of 10, you're having that discussion with him where he still wants a full hour's worth of diagnostic and it was just a loose gas cap. So the relatable thing to that is, you know, okay, well, my, my main screen is not loading properly. Am I, as a service advisor now, uh, do you get to spend time with me trying to fix it? Or am I going to send those automatically into with a tech when it could be such easy situations as use an error? Well, I mean, I'll give you an example that I had, right? Uh, so I had, because everything in the car, the, the turn signal, all the noise is through the speakers. It's not a mechanical click or anything. Um, and one day, yes, yeah, <laughs> one day I hop in, nothing's working, turn signal, nothing. So I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Um, so I'm thinking, oh, shoot, what do I do? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I mean, it's a computer. So the first thing I always do is restart the freaking computer, right? <laughs> yep. And there's no off. You don't, can't turn the car off. It just, Did you try plugging it back in? Right? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, how do I reboot the screen? So I quickly just looked at how to do that. It's actually in the owner's manual. Um, read the owner's which, manual. That's ironically, still a thing. <laughs> well, ironically, the owner's manual is in the screen. There's no manual. Um, so anyway, I searched that, how to reboot it. I reboot the screen and then everything's good to go. Now, someone not inclined like myself because it's not just nerds driving these cars. It's, um, it's not. It's a plethora of people. Uh, but, you know, take a senior, for example, that maybe isn't up to speed with all this stuff. They don't know how to access the manual, whatever, whatever. But they wanted to drive a fully battery That's operated right. vehicle. Like, they're trying to save the them, environment. Man. Okay? They it's are. The, they're trying to save our children's children's future. They're anyway. trying to undo all that they did. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, if they didn't know how to do that, so then they show up at the dealership and say, you know, my turn signal blinker isn't working, but I don't hear audio, whatever. But you know what the fix is. You know that you could easily just start there anyway. Yeah. So how does that work? And this is where those who do the research are going to be worth charging for their time. If you don't know how to do it, like if you haven't gone in and done the research on your product and how to solve that for your customer, then you're going to have to send it to a technician. But the service advisor that's done their research and understands how these systems work and can walk in and boop, boop, boop. Um, I think that they are valuable and that you could charge for a service, uh, for a service charge like that. Even if it wasn't something huge, 50 bucks or something Mm -hmm. like that. And that's your half an hour with the service advisor. And Hey, maybe I check your Bluetooth setting is all right. And I make sure all your other things are as you like them, your screen setup and whatnot. Like I mentioned, almost like a second delivery, but I think that there's something to be thought of there for having a a service charge with a service advisor and it not necessarily going back to the tech, unless it's going to be something that's, you know, really worth his time and effort and energy to look at. At the same point, like other than mechanical, like if you came in and was like, you know, my feel, my steering feels wonky. All right. That's mechanical. Yeah. Right. That's not going to an advisor to be like, well, let me take it off for a drive. But like, when we're talking about, and, and we're Let's using coffee, we're, <laughs> we're using this as an example, right? Like yes. the Tesla, and this is really the only um, electronic, so to speak, in the car that you can manipulate. So, other manufacturers, you know, the the gauges stop working. That might be a little bit more 
problematic. I'm not sure that an advisor can fix that within 20 minutes, half an hour, just by fooling around with that. That might be different, right? And, you know, so it's not so heavily skewed towards obviously just one manufacturer. I think to your point, if it's something um, mainstream, elect, not electrical, but software is the word related, then maybe that that advisor has the authority or whatever to charge it a half an hour at a different rate or whatever the hell it is, whatever we're talking about. But they can, advisors can take care of that. And that is, in my opinion, you know, from an EV owner standpoint, that is more for convenience for customers than it is for you as an advisor. Because for me, I don't want to come in with something like this, like for the example, you know, when it's not working, I don't want to have to go and pull into the dealership and they're like, yeah, okay, well, we'll book you in. Uh, it's going to be an hour and a half. And uh, what are you doing? This is the problem with doing an effing podcast where you're driving at effing idiots on the road. It's, 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 it's Scarborough. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> I'm not hitting. This is no. not my neck of the woods. It's anyway, okay. I'm happy that I actually we, brought uh, a little bat just to, no, I'm kidding. You did no, know. Okay. You brought me. <laughs> uh, but like, I think that's a customer <laughs> service thing more than it is, um, a profit generator for an advisor or something like that. I think that's just convenience because I don't want to have to come in, book in my car, wait for it to go in the shop. It's not going on a hoist. You know, it's just literally a guy or a girl coming in who's like a technician versus someone else who could probably take care of that. So that's for you and that's your area of realm. But I'm just saying as a, as a customer, that would be a huge convenience for me rather than having to wait and wait. Well, the best way to think of how to service your guests is think about how your guests buy and think about what they would want and that personal experience. And I've even had this with just my whole career setting up Bluetooth. I meet a guy who bought a new phone three weeks after he got a new car and now he needs to reset up his Bluetooth and he just doesn't remember because the sales guy did it for him mm. and didn't show him. If I spend five minutes with him going through it and showing him how to do it, that guy's coming back to me for a set of winter tires. That guy is saying yes every time I tell him he needs an alignment. And that guy is never declining an upfront maintenance service that he needs because I spent that time with him. So those... And I mean, maybe you make it a big deal, right? It, it maybe, should maybe, But maybe you tell the guy, like, you know what? I'm supposed to put this in the shop, to have, but I'll take care of it for you. Let me see if we can figure it out together. And, and, and then, see you know, how it goes. Just to give that kind of, you know, experience. Because, I mean, really. Well, I think it's yeah. going to depend on whether you charge for it or not. Yeah, that's true. So I think it's going to depend on if you are charging for it, you want to make the service valuable. Like, hey, I am I'm not a licensed technician but i am a product specialist like i work with your product every day and you know half an hour with me is going to cost you 29.95 um but let's go and sort out all of your user issues and somebody may see a lot of value in that and say yes or you may want to present it as a complimentary service but it's all just going to depend on your investigative questions that you're asking at the desk this person's coming in, they're going to tell you what your problem is. You should know as a service advisor, whether or not you can feel that. Mm. I think that it's a, uh... well, that goes back to your point. I think the most valuable service advisors in the upcoming years, and we're not talking about 10 years, like in the next two years, it's I would coming. say <laughs> it's um, coming. winter's coming. Uh, the next, <laughs> you know, the most valuable advisors are going to be the part in the phrase, but the geeks, the techs that can really dive into a system quickly efficiently while a customer's sitting there and get this done. 
right? But and may that that might be geek these days. Like no, all YouTube. the information is there on YouTube. If you sit a lot of my research that I do for um, my videos or any of the work that I do, I do back on YouTube. And while I'm listening, I listen to it while I'm cleaning my house or mm. doing whatever. And um, I'm so much more educated on things that I never would have learned in any way in school um, because we all have access to information now. So the internet, here, the here's a, here's a one. Here's a weird one to scare all of you advisors and technicians. I know, right? No, let's talk about reality. Let's be realistic just for okay. for 30 seconds. Let's hope this makes it in the podcast. Um, you know, what, what about what about YouTube? Right? So if we're talking mainly software issues, a lot of software stuff can be solved el manuel, right? So what about people on YouTube that just go on and find the issues, the problem, the solutions to their software issues which is my generation of millennials you're dealing with your customer base has shifted the age of your customer base has shifted and the the golden years of um you know people that were taught to maintain their vehicles Mm -hmm. at all costs and save lots of money for the in between their service visits and make sure they could afford everything and recognize the brakes were at three millimeters and put pennies away um all of the, those people are gone we're yeah. you're dealing with live for the moment um millennials for the most part now gestational millennials and millennials <laughs> assess um but i know what you wanted to say there the, the elder millennials the millennial elder eliza the queen <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, no it's true great. though, right? Like it's true. Like what my generation, I'm going to YouTube before I step foot in the store. I fixed my so washing machine now? on YouTube. Yeah. I fixed, yeah, um, exactly. I've done all kinds of different things just by watching YouTube and, and how to do it. So when people are servicing, advising themselves to yeah. their technical problems, you could be sitting there in a very quiet, quiet drive through. So it'll be seasonal busy winter tire season it's true that's true so at that point here's like you know if i'm gonna not plug me but you know in a sense if you're a service advisor and this is the way it's going um maybe a smart play for following and for um what's the word we're looking for retention and yes employment that's my favorite yes (laughs) retaining Um, your employment you know maybe you got to get in front of the camera and teach people how to do some of this stuff, some of the stuff that, you know, is widely available, maybe start your own thing, like how to reboot the screen or whatever. Maybe, maybe that's part of your, your employment plan is to create some of this original content for yourself. So that way people are like, Oh, I like Anastasia because she puts out these quick videos on how to solve little issues. And now I'm having a bigger issue or I need winter tires or I need some of that expensive washer fluid. So I'm going to come see her. Come, come by and say hi. I know it's ironic that they can put washer fluid in. They're going to come see her. I get the. You would not believe the example. amount of people that come to the dealership for washer fluid and air. It is a thing. Um, I think that I'll do a shameless plug to my next test drive video here is that service advisors are not taught how they've always kind of just been fed just been fed every three months maintenance. You have to come in every six months maintenance. You have to come in. They haven't been where on the front end, the sales staff 
in order to be a really good salesperson, you have to create yourself a personal brand. Mm -hmm. And service advisors never had to really do that before. So I think now is the time when maybe the business is changing, that service advisors start changing a little bit to recognize how much of physical salespeople they actually are and start kind of this is acting like it, you know what I mean? And so I'm going to have uh, my buddy Nick Cosbar on the next one of our extended test drive episodes because he is a business builder and a brand builder. So I'm hoping to help give the service advisors a little bit of help so that they can start doing just that, building a personal brand and figuring out how they can use today's technology to get them through when today's technology may start hurting them sooner rather than later. Yeah. Now, before everybody leaves, and goes back this and doesn't want to hear any of that shit. Okay, relax. We're not talking about hiring like a professional videographer like myself. We're talking like the TikToks and the Instagram reels and like literally just pull out your cell phone, have some fun, whatever. Now, if you don't want to do that, that's fine. You're still going to be employed. But, you know, there's just these little things that, again, if you're watching this channel, you're not trying to be mediocre. So if you're watching this, this is where, you know, you separate yourself from the rest and this is where you know, you become heavily employable no matter where you go because you have a following versus, you know, generic Stephanie service advisor who, you know, doesn't know her shit, doesn't do TikToks and dances and trending and bullshit. So don't panic. It's just, you know, if you want to be great, you got to do some shit. Take a look at your friend, Paul, um, yeah. way out there. And the amount of people that probably come from really far to buy a Dodge product off of him. Um, and he, uh, does such a good job creating his own personal brand and he has such an awesome following and that's directly relating into the man's auto sales. I can tell you that 100% I see his delivery, uh, his delivery snapshots go up all the time. So, um, make sure that you're taking advantage of that fact. You don't have to hide behind your computer screen all the time and just hope the BDC books good appointments for you. Start driving your own business. There's lots of people who maybe they just happen to go to the Toyota dealership across town and they just feel like nothing else is better. But if you show them that your location is the best one in your area because they got you, that can drive business directly to your desk and you're not worried about did the BDC make sure that they evened out all the appointments uh, this month or this week? So start taking control of that because, again, the business is going to change and you got to learn to change with it. So um, I'm so glad that we're doing this video and we're talking about all these upcoming things in the future. Not many talks of the future lately have been good. No. Our <laughs> talks of the future are awesome. We're here for you. But now, what else? Like, okay, so. In the future. <laughs> So, like, there, I don't know. There's no maintenance on these things. What do you do? So it's going to be upkeep, I feel, right? Like, it's not going to be maintenance. I have a feeling you can... suggesting detailing? No, I think it's... <laughs> I think it's... I think what you're going to have to be smart on is playing some words, right? So it's upkeep. Maintenance is like, they're going to be like, there's no maintenance. No, but there's upkeep. Like, like you said, even detailing. Yeah. Even detailing. We, reco we recommend that you get your car detailed three times a year. Spring, fall, and... I don't know, halfway, halfway through, through the winter, window. so that the salt dings sure. don't set in. Sure, whatever, right? And then you've got um, uh, tire alignment. You've got tire rotation. Um, these notoriously chew through tires because there's so much torque involved. 
um, that they're just, and then people drive them like bandits. And they're kind like of me. fancy, low profile, yeah. fancy tires. Yeah, this like is I rip expert. around and friggin', I'm gonna burn through tires in probably 40k, whatever. Um, but then there's, I'm got sure. Quick quotes looking for your windows, you. by the way. Appreciate Don't worry, that. they're good. Appreciate that. Um, there's other little things you can do, right? Like, I just feel you're just gonna have to be creative. You're gonna have to be creative in the marketing of it, what you're calling it. Um, and really kind of start to understand EV drivers. Cause I don't think we understand EV drivers very much right now. I wouldn't say I understand me. I'm just, you know, I'm not even a year into this thing. And I think you kind of, you, you almost have to use Tesla as the example, cause they've been out there for so long and just start seeing, start talking to some of their customers. If you're, you know, if you want to research, like Amazon was saying, if you've got a friend who has a Tesla, go for a try. <laughs> no, but like if you, if you, if you want to become better, if you want to prepare for the future, maybe start asking some of these drivers, what are some things that you've been doing to keep your car running well, keeping, you know, it's appearance and blah, blah, blah. And then that's kind of what you've got to use, right? You've got to, you've got to plan for doing that. Um, as long as maybe nobody takes any of the suggestions we've had. If the only thing you really kind of take away from this video is the understanding that vehicles are changing and the business is changing and you are going to have to change your model to continue to make money in this business. That's all I really ask. That's the main takeaway that I wanted people to have with this because I don't think that they realize that so much of our business model is going to just be gone and the vehicle will not have these systems that we've flushes and fluids and carbon services and all it's all gone yeah bye bye yeah hold on. Bye -bye. hold on hold on let me let me jump in <laughs> yes please tell us if there's something we can still sell <laughs> we're the, the all the days of combustion engines disappearing we're talking a long time for now. I think, I think you're, I think you're easily 10 plus years before you don't see combustion engines coming into the drive. Easily, if not more. Right. So it's not that, it's not that service advisors are going to be like, you know, in three years from now, Oh my God, there's not an electric car. It's not gonna be that bad. I think what we're talking about right now, right. Because for, for what you're saying is if you want to be irreplaceable at your store, be the nerd that knows everything EV, as well as the great advisor for, you know, we're going to say 70% of the business moving forward. Maybe then it goes to 50. Then maybe it goes to 30% of your business is still gas engines. 70% is EV, but you've been the nerd for so long. You're like that advisor. That's now you're the service manager. Uh, <laughs> hopefully. Maybe. Hopefully. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't want to, it's not all doom and gloom for you guys. Like yeah. there's still going to be gas engines all over the place. But it's going to transition. It's going to slowly going. You're going to get to that 50-50 ratio, I think, sooner than you think. But to be the expert on EV, on the software, on the um, the hybrid systems, and have that confidence with customers coming in, being like, no, I only want to talk to him or her because they know these things inside and out. That's where you kind of become irreplaceable as an employee, as an advisor, um, versus you know someone who kind of knows it a bit, but usually sends the car in the shop kind of knows it a little bit, but then they get caught saying some incorrect terms to people driving these cars who are typically geeks and get called out on. About. Yeah. There's nothing more embarrassing than called out on your shit. Like I'm going to get called out for the 50 kilowatt battery, <laughs> right? They say That's, you're going to, you're going to be embarrassed and it's going to not be good. And 
I mean, best case scenario, you don't get embarrassed. And worst case scenario, you get embarrassed and your CSI goes to shit because they're like, yeah, he was wrong. He doesn't know. Blah, blah, blah. They say it in the sales department, too. So this is another portion of where I say that service advisors should get more sales training. Um, and they don't. Uh, the sales people in the front end, the golden boys, get all the training and the fun Those stuff. Golden boys. Golden boys. You're all front end golden boys. Um, and <laughs> fancy demos and shit. Um, yeah, that's true. It is true. You all get true. fancy I've, demos. Yeah, this I is know. the first card paid for in 13 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, rough. Uh, hang on. We're going back to my 05 Corolla I bought on debit. Did you cap for it? That'd be freaking great. No, it wasn't that bad. Okay. They made me pay $300 over cost. <laughs> so $400? Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I had to pay tax and on vacation. So oh, it was okay. like $425. <laughs> the, um, the, the thing with it is that they tell the service advisor or the salespeople in the front end, um, don't try to get too technical on a car with a customer because nine times out of 10, somebody who's coming in on a specific vehicle knows way more about mm -hmm. that car than you do. Mm -hmm. So you keep it broad, you keep it general, but get informed. Start, even if you're you're not going head over heels into it, start familiarizing yourself with the terms. So but Anastasia, where do we do that? Good, YouTube. There you go. <laughs> where you're watching this, moron. <laughs> Um, how about I link some of the videos that I watched to do this research uh, for this uh, little, little test drive in the Tesla test drive in the future? Fun fact, want to know how much information there is about EVs and all this crap in general? Um, Tesla's delivery experience is the paperwork's under seat, sign it, and then they come and take it and go, okay, see you later. They don't tell you shit. They don't tell you how to operate it. They don't tell you That's anything. That's your deliver. That yep. makes me cringe. Do you I'm know sad. why though? Do you know why? Because they figure you know it all. Because you already know. You do. Because anybody who buys EV cars, and it's not just specific to Tesla, is Done. they They're literally research it yep. up, down, left, right, because they want to know what they're getting into. This is still new. Right. And then people get excited. So then they get in this little rabbit hole on YouTube like you do about friggin' 9-11 videos or I don't know, shit. True Plumbing. crime. True crime. That's a good one. Oh, my wife's in a deep hole now. Oh, I can't come can home I after some stuff. I can't come home after dark because she gets angry because she's like, I, I, I walk in the door. She'll start narrating her own death podcast. She thought it was her husband walking in the door with dinner when in actual fact. And I'm like, wow. She oh, was, I've got, okay. Dark I feel hole. like, oh, dark I'm excited. Hole. I want to crawl down there with her. Anyhow. Mike's wife, I'm coming for you. That's gonna, scare, that's gonna scare the shit out of her now. <laughs> that's great. Little did she know, I can just hear it. Oh my god, I'm so excited! You gotta like play that in the bedroom on the next just, like, talking about, like in the uh, right as you're going to sleep, just be like, Mike's wife, I'm coming for you. <laughs> so anyhow, I've sorry, done that, we digress. We see, this is okay. why you need a moderator. You're gonna go we on do this. Need a, that's you're gonna, fine. She's gonna go on this black hole. Anyhow, find yourself in a black hole on EV. You can do all your research there. You'll find a ton of information specific to your brand, non-specific to your brand, whatever you want to know. Um, do like 30 minutes of EV and then yep. 20 minutes of yep. true crime. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then go get a snack and that's only in the hour. But yeah, so that's that's what you do. That's what you do. I, um, I found so many different uh, variations of information and it was so cool to just see so many. Ah, it's so fast. I know, it's okay, so fast. this is research. <laughs> 
goes really, really fast. The fun part is even when you're doing 90, Watch you push. Watch your cop over here, though. Oh, Just, oh. Well, it's my area, so I thought I would let you know. This is going to be great. It's going to be like the end of the podcast. Of bad boys, bad boys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually, I feel like, almost back to somewhere that would be close to our destination if we bust our right. All right. Uh, See, you know you're in Skyward when you go bust, bust a right. right. No tea, just bust a right. <laughs> hey, got to bust a right. right. Um, welcome to Scarborough. I'm so happy that we got to do this video. This has been, um, I've been bugging him for this one for a little while. But um, if you liked having some of these extended uh, test drive podcasts. You love it. You don't like it. I do love, love it. it. Okay. You, you them, love These people. When you, if y'all love, love it, y'all love it. I want you that to. That is such a Scarborough um, thing too, by the way. Curtis, you know, I'm gonna show him one Scarborough like thing. I'm gonna show him one Scarborough thing once the cameras go off. People in Curtis don't go like this, they go like <laughs> this, like donuts or burgers. Ooh, donuts or burgers. Yeah. That's a good one. But we love much love down here in Scarborough. Sorry, Over you were here. saying follow me, like me, subscribe <laughs> to me, and all that shit. Something like that. Yeah. I think it's a YouTube video. I think I'm supposed to say that. Yeah, like, like follow, subscribe. Lighter. You need to Bell subscribe button. to me. You need to follow messenger me. pigeon smoke. Some sort of update on your watch. I tried to do the messenger pigeons. They just chip in your ear. Wait, you get a little shock when well, Anastasia not drops there in your episode. It's a lie. It would be great. So follow her. Follow me. Like you can her. Follow him too. Virtually like her. You can he like her too, but virtually her. like her. Yeah, do like the actual button pressing yeah. of the liking, not just like ah. <laughs> no, don't admire her. Like her. Like. Um, but yeah, cool. Sorry, I hijacked that total part. You can go. Sorry. I so, never do the ending go as ahead. good as that. So go ahead. I feel like if I don't say anything, he's going to have to put that one in. It's true. I do stuff too. We do stuff too. I do stuff. I do video editing and stuff, but that doesn't really matter. All right. You get a full so. 30 second plug for your own business. Actually, I'm came to uh, my general manager at my dealership suggested this handsome young gentleman over here, um, for this YouTube project that I have, uh, undertaken. And I'm so glad that I did. And I am so glad that I have his, it's more than just somebody on the camera. And thank somebody you. What, it is. It really is. See, that's my stick. That's me? it right there. You want to know why you hire me? There's a lot of better people that are better with these things. I'm using this for a mic because the mic and these are shit. There's a lot of better people that are better at video that can a edit way better than me. However, Nobody however. edits better than you. No, that's not true Science. At all. Science. <laughs> but here's the thing. This is my shameless 20 second plug. If I do your video, I'm not invested in just your video. Yeah, I'll make you look pretty. I'll make cool videos for you. I will help you develop whatever business you're in. I will help you with your video in the context of how it's going to appear to your consumers. What I, anyway, I've got 18 years of owning and operating a business behind me, multi, multi, multi-million dollar stores. That's what I bring to you. I'm not just a geek with a camera. I will totally help you with your business projects and all that stuff aside, other than shooting cool video. That's my stick. Thank you. There you go. Um, he's, Giving me. No, that was my 30 seconds. Okay, that's, okay, it. that's it. All right, I'm not allowed to talk, but yeah. just ignore him now. Yeah. Just look at me. Yeah. I'm just now. your Uber He's driver just, for the yeah. remainder of the ride. All right. To Niagara. No. Do you have enough charge for that? Yeah, we can do it. <laughs> oh, I'm. Uh, 
should do. That's it. Place. You're, that's the you're play done of the video. video. We're out. All right. It's just good. whatever you want to say. I hope now. our cameras watch. That would be so funny. You're going to touch it. Women have to just just leave it alone. Sorry. You can tell I'm a mom. I got one of them stairs. <laughs> I just got. Okay. I didn't say nothing. What would you like to say? Because as soon as I roll up to Starbucks, I'm literally opening the door and kicking out. All right. Okay. Well, that's rude. So this has been fun. Thanks for this watching. This has been fun. I'm so glad that we got to do this. I'm please everybody leave your comments down below. If there's something that we forgot to cover, or if you've got an idea for a video, if there's something that you're struggling with as a service advisor and you want my two cents on it, please uh, leave some comments down below. We would love to help you out. And thank you so much to everybody who has supported our project this far. Uh, thank you, Huddle Space. Mike and on our next test drive I am going to be hanging out with my friend Nick so I can't wait for that and we will see you later. Merci beaucoup. Bye. Au revoir. Au revoir.